I guess it's uh, another episode of uh, Dark Green Anarchy. Uh, this must be show two, or episode two. Uh, I'm your host, uh, Wombat. Um, first uh, few announcements. Uh, we have a Dark Green Anarchist uh, discussion gathering, or whatever you want to call it, up in Bowling Green, Ohio. Uh, we're going to do that January 11th. Uh, at 6 p.m., uh, you're gonna, if you want to go, uh, get a hold of me through Facebook at, uh, Dark Green Anarchy, uh, the page, and, like, message me through that, and I can give you directions through there, uh, it'd be easier to do it that way, just for, uh, security reasons and stuff like that, you know, uh, you know, with crazy people out there, uh, any which way, um, we got, uh, <clears throat> I figured I'd talk a little bit about, uh, Dark Green Anarchy as a project real quick also. Um, it kind of has been, uh, one of the several projects that I've been working on for a while. Uh, you know, like, I, I, while I want it to be kind of a concept tent, uh, other people can, you know, use whatever term they want to use for it, but as a project... Uh, it kind of started out uh, as a uh, an attempt to make a regional green anarchist uh, uh, thing happen. Uh, I already have uh, another group that I kind of was doing the same thing with, but uh, that one was uh, more uh, in general. Whoever in the world that wanted to show up, uh, it was supposed to be relevant uh, to that, and that's now called the Society Dispatch, before it was the Black Seed, uh, group, uh, but, uh, that changed, uh, uh, after some, uh, time to what it is now, I can get into the details of that on a separate episode, um, anyway, um, for the most part, uh, the project is, uh, all about, uh, uh, trying to make a regional thing happen, and, uh, the, um, so it was originally Green Anarchy Ohio, and, uh, as I was going along, I started thinking about, you know, all the different anarchists in the area, uh, how I want to kind of, uh, have a broader appeal to get as many Green Anarchists involved in the area that, uh, uh, would think that my project is relevant, uh, and wouldn't, uh, uh, you know, it, it, to me, like, if I'm trying to do something, uh, I don't want to, uh, accidentally get a whole bunch of sociologists involved that, uh, are gonna poo-poo or naysay or your lifestyle is this or that or, you know, they might, might not do that, you know, people are cooler in some respects than, uh, you know, what I might be, uh, giving them, but, sip my coffee. But, uh, you know, uh, for the most part, uh, I kind of want to attract people that are, you know, kind of interested in any sieve approach that's practical, uh, so therefore, you know, it's focused on actually the actual mechanics of doing a, uh, uh, an anarchist thing, and, uh, you know, for me, like, the idea of doing something shouldn't be like an all or nothing. There's a spectrum of the amount that one can do, 
given their situation, the amount that they are willing to put into it. And there's no reason people should be sacrificing everything uh, and everything like that. While some people might be like, oh, anarchy's in my very being. You know, like uh, some people that want to do that style, you know, maybe if we were in a different context or I was in a different context, uh, you know, that type of anarchy might be appealing to me. But uh, for me, like uh, at this point, it's more uh, kind of <clears throat> a matter of uh, cynicism and a lack of trust in institutions and stuff like that. Not a uh, utopian uh, feeling, you know, like the idea that, you know, we should go to subsistence. In one way, it, it sounds actually pretty fun. I, you know, I've watched all these videos, I've paid attention to uh, all these shows and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, I like that. that it seems uh, very doable to mix a little bit of gathering, hunting, trapping, scavenging, you know, mix all that fun stuff in with, uh, like, you know, uh, localized farming. We have the implements already, uh, uh, like pre-industrial implements to produce surplus, uh, uh, crops and stuff like that. So, you know, not everybody has to be a farmer, but you can also, um, you know, see what I'm saying, like, you can, if you're trying to non-massify, to kind of, uh, create your own little groups or whatever, <clears throat> you know, like, one of the arguments that is going to be put up is about population. Now, <clears throat> we're, we're assuming a lot to a certain degree, uh, that, um, capitalism, uh, or civilization or anything, uh, that once it gets to a crisis point will continue to cohere <clears throat> and the whole whole concept of actually understanding subsistence is kind of like saying yes I accept that a dark ages uh, could occur and what a dark ages is is basically exactly that uh, and that's what happened in the bronze dark age that's what happened in the Roman the, the Western Roman dark age uh, you know, when things collapse, people fall back to more rudimentary uh, levels of getting shit done, and that's why I kind of also have been saying that, you know, the regular uh, peasant is uh, actually far more skilled uh, and uh, survival than what we give them credit for, um, because they would have to know how to adapt to a changing environment. Uh, in order to exist, and while you could say, yeah, over all, everybody's dying early and stuff like that, like, you know, that's obviously due to a level of ignorance. I'm kind of curious about, like, the pre, like, the pagan um, levels of, uh, uh, of life and stuff like that, their life expectancy before um, interaction with, uh, uh, like, the Roman Empire and stuff like that like how that happened, and then also the fall to Christianity, and how that affected life expectancy. Uh, mainly because, you know, you deal with purges, and one of the first peoples that are purged and stuff like that might be those that understand that stuff, and <clears throat> I know that, like, there's been several articles written about the medicinal, medicinal 
uses of herbs and uh, different levels of fermentation and if you ferment different things it creates different effects that can also uh, add to it's basically like some herbalism crap uh, but uh, you know that's still some valuable stuff you know it's not a uh, you know I, I want to understand a lot of this stuff but it, it's also kind of hard to be able to go all in on every single thing uh, especially when uh, my own life doesn't exactly correspond into it completely yet. And I'm not sure how much I'm going to blend in. Uh, the idea is, uh, you know, I'm going to still be, you know, you're like, uh, I, we live in a society, man. Uh, you know, <clears throat> we have to, like, have jobs and stuff like that. And, like, you know, there's those that can figure out loopholes around that and uh, can uh, live precariously, uh, uh, actually, uh, uh, shout out to uh, Gumby over at the Escaping Society podcast. Uh, I, I've listened to a number of the episodes. I'm trying to do them in num in serial number from their first episode. Uh, I'm, I think I got up to about the fourth one or something like that. Uh, but I'm gonna keep on listening. Uh, but yeah, they they give uh, their own kind of thoughts on uh, society and how to kind of live without uh, a lot of stuff. Basically a really interesting type of traveling, um, nomadic, uh, 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 living out of a van, uh, kind of living where you're, uh, you know, uh, uh, saving, reducing, and just doing everything you can to make everything free in, in what you're doing. And you just like kind of scrape by, but you know, you still live uh, a life that's actually probably fuller than what most people are able to. So, uh, yeah, shout out to Gumby. Um, and that's actually how I heard about this Anchor uh, stuff was that they, I noticed that they had Anchor advertised on their uh, show <coughs> uh, uh, link when I saw them in our Facebook page. And... Uh, I was like, oh, okay, and uh, I checked it out, and I was like, oh, okay, this is uh, pretty simple, and it throws me up on Spotify, I guess, and that was actually kind of my, uh, what I was trying to originally figure out, I was like, how do I get up on something like Spotify, (laughs) and I was like, oh, okay, this thing does it for me, so yeah, like, uh, I'm partially, uh, I know some tech stuff, but at the same time, like, uh, I'm clueless on how to do stuff with phones. Um, well, not completely clueless, but, you know, I'm learning. So, um, so yeah, like, uh, we're gonna have a, uh, discussion, uh, <coughs> centered around green anarchy. Um, like, concepts that, uh, you know... Uh, we kind of want to focus on uh, in uh, uh, when we go up into Bowling Green. Uh, you know, stuff that, I, like, you know, we, uh, you know, might not typically get to discuss. Uh, I don't know how much, uh, you know, like, we can't go. I don't want to get <clears throat> too into it because uh, uh, everybody's going to bring up their own topics and stuff like that. I'm kind of hoping that we have something very fruitful uh, to present for you. 
Um, other than that, uh, yeah, like, uh, about the Dark Green Anarchy, yeah, it's got, uh, we've attempted networking with it, we've, um, uh, we've got a page up, we have a WordPress, you know, we, we tried to make it happen, uh, 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 make it real, uh, the main thing is, is that we've maintained a level of contact with a few people up in northern Ohio, uh, I'm here in Columbus, uh, I've wanted to, uh, keep expanding, like in the past, <coughs> I used to have <coughs> people throughout Ohio that I'd, uh, maintain contact with that were into anarchist shit and, uh, all that, but because, you know, most people anymore, uh, have changed, the, uh, whatever about them, I'm not going to be able to contact those people anymore, and, uh, get a hold of new people <coughs> in the area that actually want to come out and meet, uh, that's something that I'm working on right now, that's basically kind of what it's about, but, uh, I've wanted to keep it, like, you know, focused on Ohio, and I'm still going to do stuff like that, but I figure these discussions kind of will be a way for, uh, green anarchists in, uh, the area to, that, like, don't have anybody that they're connected to, to be like, oh, okay, I'll just come on by and, uh, talk to these guys and, uh, figure out what I'm gonna do, or figure out a way to talk to somebody about, uh, how much technology sucks or whatever the fuck. Uh, and that was, uh, that was actually going to be the other part <coughs> that I wanted to concentrate on. Uh, at some point, uh, I posted, I think a couple weeks ago, kind of like some broad points of, um, of, uh, I don't want to call it unity, uh, it's, uh, more like broad points of, uh, of agreement to a certain degree, like, uh, you know, you know, if you have, like, a way to, like, kind of, you don't really need to be an ideologue to get involved in doing anarchist shit, like, uh, that's kind of where I'm going at, like, you just kind of need, like, a rudimentary, uh, critique of technology, uh, you know, you might have a critique of civilization itself, or whatever, that's cool, or society, that's cool, capitalism even, like, that, that sometimes that's questionable because of the directions that, you know, when you're, <clears throat> when people are, are so invested in the idea of progress, the idea of a worker state is the ultimate triumph of progress. Like, that's one of the flaws of the theories of progress, is that uh, socialist progress, the alternative, the true progress, you know, uh, that, that's uh, it's still something that keeps on being uh, uh, an attempt to achieve it, even though its time is... Uh, I don't want to say it's come and gone, but you know, that they're in a new situation, they should be, uh, more understanding of that, you know, uh, devolution in, uh, uh, technology, uh, a, uh, a rejection of technology is necessary for, uh, any type of socialism even to exist now, like, just like socialism before, uh, uh the rise of capitalism was, utopian agriculturalist, you know, later, uh, you know, even today, it, it kind of has to 
have that kind of element to it, not because farming is great, farming kind of fucking sucks to a certain degree, but uh, uh, to another degree, you're not getting dominated by somebody, it's not too bad, you know, you get a lot of time off, uh, you know, as long as you're not trying to break your back or anything, you know, you're working with people that, if you're an egalitarian farmer after all, you probably don't have to work uh, too hard at all uh, if uh, you don't want to. So, any which way, like, the idea isn't about being productive. Like, the idea is to create subsistence and an enjoyable life. You're about living a full life. Uh, something that uh, we used to actually be able to experience uh, a lot more now uh, uh than what we do now because our lives are uh, so tied to various institutions, tied to different technologies. You know, I'm communicating through this phone here. Uh, you know, when I could be, you know, organizing a seminar on dark green anarchy or whatever, but, you know, I'm kind of a chicken shit, so here I am talking to you guys. <coughs> uh, anyway, um, uh, I'm going to get into also different um, uh, radio shows uh, that have existed in the past. Uh, one of the uh, main uh, uh, radio shows, obviously, is uh, not just radio shows, but like, you know, podcasts and other audio recordings. Like, uh, there's like, you know, obviously Anarchy Radio with John Zerzan. Uh, there's like a few others that have come up, like a uh, a rewilding podcast with uh, 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 what was it, Urban Scout, I think is uh, his uh, handle, and then there's um, some podcast that Kevin Tucker's putting out, uh, and a few other uh, things that are out there. Plus, there's old things. Uh, uh, one that just uh, ended was a, a long uh, or semi-long series uh, of uh, weekly shows called Anar- uh, called Anarchy Bang you know, that Aragorn put out, and I might go listen to like old shows of that too. Uh, one of the problems with like Anarchy Radio and uh, Anarchy Bang and a few others is for me. Uh, I find them hard to hear when I'm at work, and that's when I'm uh, uh, listening to podcasts. I, I, I usually just uh, put it uh, my phone in my pocket, put the speaker on, and I uh, go to work. And usually I can hear pretty good for uh, people that are, you know, uh, uh, of a loud nature. But uh, I guess, like, these shows, either the, the volume of their recording or the distance that they have from the mic... No, whatever it is, is uh, it makes it hard to hear. Uh, so I, I'm just like, okay, I can't hear 80% is what's being said. So, but yeah, like uh, if I can get down and settle down and, w- and listen to some of the old ones, then I might do like you know an audio review of them and talk about different subjects that are in relation to the shows that I listen to. But there's other ones like Free Radical Radio. Uh, that, that was a really fun show, and I, uh, I'm sad to see that it went. I thought the dynamic between Bellamy and, uh, Rydra was, uh, interesting and fun, and, 
Uh, I thought that it was the best show in its period, uh, just because of uh, how, you know, it's kind of like uh, an Abbott and Costello kind of combo with uh, an intellectual uh, uh, deadpan square and a, a bouncing around kind of uh, agitator uh, style anarchist. Even though they, they weren't doing characters, they kind of came off as uh, that style of characters, and I enjoyed that. That show is fun. But uh, yeah, I'm hitting the 20 minute mark. Uh, and I think that's uh, about where I'm going to end it here. Uh, but yeah. Uh, January 11th, 2020, uh, Bowling Green, Ohio, 6 p.m. If you want to participate, message me through my, uh, uh, or the page for the project, which is uh, Dark Green Anarchy. All right, talk to you later, y'all. metal band 
that wasn't Peregrine, the, the other green and black. I can't think of the name of them now. Uh, I think they were from Minneapolis. I can't think of who they were, but I, I talking to the organizers, it seems like it's going to be bigger uh, this time around. Um, but I enjoyed it. There was it was just a lot of uh, it was a lot, a lot of books and zines and just discussions and informal discussions, really. Yeah, like uh, I was listening uh, to a piece of just the beginning of the uh, Uncivilized podcast, and they were making the announcement about it. And they're talking a little bit about dangerous spaces, y'all. Y'all ready for some dangerous spaces? Oh, man, like, I'm kind of excited about it. Uh, I'm not really too sure uh, what that really entails, but uh, a certain part of me is kind of like, well, they're basically kind of acknowledging the fact of reality that, uh, you know, unless, like, the organizers want to start kicking people out, people want to just do what the hell they're going to do anyway, and they have to go out of their way anyway, and people just want to... Uh, get the authorities on people over any microaggression they possibly can, so I Just be introverts, man. I think it's mostly about people taking personal responsibility for their actions and dealing and dealing with stuff themselves and, work, and working it out. So it's not going to be like a giant fight club? No, I, I, don't, I don't think so. <laughs> Do not ask questions. Bam! I don't know. Like, uh, yeah, it sounds, uh, pretty interesting, so that might be something we might do, uh, and all that. Um, one of the things I wanted to, uh, discuss, uh, today, uh, was, uh, cell structure, uh, type of stuff. Uh, it's something that gets brought up a lot in Green Anarchist thought, um, like, uh, what a cell is, and all that isn't really explained too deeply. My interpretation of a cell versus like an affinity group or a collective or something like that is a cell is kind of like a part of a, a, a part of a network that doesn't necessarily exist, but also at the same time they're uh, autonomous wholly upon themselves on everything they do. So uh, a cell could be one guy, it could be two, it could like be a thousand, I don't give a shit. Like, uh, you know, you determine your own size, and uh, then you just do activities as you desire. Uh, traditionally, when people talk about cell structure, you might be thinking uh, kind of like a Nekiavist uh, kind of approach where you're uh, trying to be this uh, revolutionary, heartless revolutionary guy that runs around uh, uh, just coldly thinking about revolution only kind of shit. Uh, that's not really what I'm talking about. Uh, because, uh, you know, shit's a little different. We're not in fucking Mother Russia. We're not dealing with the Tsar. So, you know, like, uh, uh, but if people do want to do that type of stuff, that's cool. Uh, it's not something I'm trying to stop or anything like that. That's something I, I, I want to say I kind of would like to see more often, but uh, I also would like to see more often people doing above-ground stuff uh, that is interesting with cells. Um... In like a kind of way, like me and Rambler here are kind of a cell, but in another way we're our own individual cells um, and all that. Um, uh, like, was it uh, Ted Kaczynski? He kind of uh, wanted to have this cell structure thing, this uh, Freedom Club kind of thing going on. Uh, I kind of can feel his direction. I was uh, uh, listening to a audio of. Uh, industrial society and its future and um, 
And he basically was kind of outlining his concept of revolution. And I was like, you know, his revolution concept is not really all that different from, uh, like, an insurrectionary position or anything like that. Because, like, the idea is that he wants to tear down the technological apparatus but not necessarily replace it with anything. Uh, so, to me, that uh, entails that it's not really... Uh, uh, we're not talking about a socialist revolution concept, and his concept of revolution also doesn't entail necessarily like having to go blow people up or anything like that. Though it doesn't like preclude it or whatever, or exclude it. I don't know which word we want to use here for that. But uh, yeah, like you don't have to be out there like just uh, making uh, uh, bomb making chaos out of the world. Uh, you can instead. Uh, have fun with the reality, uh, but at the same time, what is in any technology position? Because that, that was one of the things I kind of picked up on. Um, with tense ratings? Yeah, like he, uh, he basically is saying that you don't have to be, even in his own manifesto, he was basically outlining that you don't have to be like out there like causing violence or whatever to cause a revolution. And to me, it's basically, yeah, we're talking, if we're talking any technology, we're talking like subsistence uh, uh, kind of uh, conversations, uh, conversations for wildness, and uh, kind of approaching things from another perspective that isn't uh, trying to, um, I don't know, feed uh, a leftist monster in a kind of way. Well, his his newer right, like there was, I can't think of the name of the book, but there was just newer writings. And I've, I haven't read the whole book, but um, I thought it came off as a more revolutionary vanguard, almost like a Leninist. I don't know if you read, I can't think of the name of the book, but Technological Revolution or something like that. And I ended up, I, it's funny, I ended up reading that book, and it was a, it was a gathering of, of Christian anarcho-primitivists, and they were sitting around, <laughs> and they were reading the, the Kaczynski book, the newer one. Um, and it, it seemed a lot different than his o older writings, like the, the the industrial society in his future. And I see a lot of which which I like more. I thought was more insurrectionary. Or his other stuff, earlier stuff, was more individualist. But um, but I, I can see where his newer stuff is more appealing to like all the the, the eco the eco fascists. Uh, so to speak, like the pine tree, Twitter eco-fascist types, but but in, in terms of I, I like I like his older stuff, but the newer stuff, which was really the one I can't think of the name of the book now, and I've, I've only I read parts of it, um, just once, and I haven't I haven't gone back. Um, I should go back and read it, but but I, I like I like the uh, I I do like his older stuff better before he kind of took that turn. I think he wanted like a some type of mass revolutionary anti-tech party or, or group of people that would take over and crush the industrial technological society. It, it, it all seemed very, very tanky to me. And, and the idea was that if, if, um, if there was this elite group of people just completely decimated everything, and that way it wouldn't turn it, it you wouldn't go back to the technological society. But um, 
But I, I thought that, that was really contrast from his, his uh, like the, the earlier manifesto. But I, I don't know, that's my two cents on that. It was just like, <laughs> Yeah, that, that's yeah. kind of what it, remi it rem reminded me of reading that. And I, have, I should go back and read it. I haven't read the whole thing. I was like, I was at this uh, Christian anarcho-primitivist gathering that I go to in Michigan, and, and there were some folks reading that, and I hadn't read it, and so I kind of... I, I flipped through it and, and read a lot of like his strategies and tactics, and that's what it struck me. And, and other folks too when I talked to them. And I think that's kind of the overlap. That's why a lot of the, the eco-fascist, uh, eco-tanky, whatever you want to read those types, really, really like that aspect of it, which I I thought was unfortunate compared to his his earlier stuff, the manifesto and other other stuff. Because I, I like the more kind of individualist, insurrectionary type stuff. At least the way I read it, the early stuff. But yeah, I know that's that's my that's my two cents on that. <laughs> Alright, and uh, I think we're I myself am getting a little chilly, so I think we're yeah. gonna move on in. We're right. gonna mosey. Yeah and I finished my drinks. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm ready for another one too, sir. If you're ready for one. Oh, you got it. Yeah. Want to order me another one? Oh, yeah, sure. One more would be good for me. All right. So uh, we're now uh, walking here into the bar and thing. Uh, same thing that you're getting, basically. Uh, so we're, uh, I guess I'll, I'll, I'll sit in the kitty seat here. Okay, that's fine. That way everybody can hear me. Yes, hello. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was uh, starting to get a little chilly out there. Woo! Uh, so, yeah, like, I haven't read any of uh, uh, Ted Kaczynski's uh, later stuff lately. Uh, I read Ship of Fools. And uh, I think I paged through a couple of his other stuff, but uh, I, I would say that's about the extent of it. Uh, so it doesn't surprise me that he did go into kind of like a vanguardist, anti-tech uh, direction. Yeah. Uh, that, was like a, that was maybe like, oh, I want to say a couple of years ago that book came out, and I can't, I think he had it published, I don't know, I, it wasn't through Pharaoh House, it was another, I don't know, he might have self-published it, or had, I don't know how that got published. But I, I've only read it one time. Um, but again, I like, it's it's not too old. Um, but uh, I, I only read, read maybe half of it that one time. But that's that's how it came across to me. And I know other folks I've talked to as well. But yeah, no, I like, I like Ship of Fools and, um, and the Manifesto and some of the other writings. Earlier stuff, yeah. Yeah, like, uh, you know, like, uh, I think everybody kind of agrees that, or at least everybody here, which is the uh, three of us, uh, agrees that uh, Kaczynski got his own take, and we're not trying to take his position, but we do like uh, a lot of his, uh, his writings, I guess would be the best way to put it. Yeah. Uh, we like reading his writings, and... Uh, let me turn off these notifications here so that doesn't keep happening. Um, all right, so yeah, uh, we had a little interruption there. Uh, I don't know uh, how bad that was. Um, 
we're still recording. Um, so yeah, like um, we're not trying to take his position or anything like that. For the most part, I think we're we all kind of have an anarchist take on things, uh, maybe even like a post-left anarchist uh, approach, uh, which to me like speaks of uh, you know any mass uh, approach, you know, where we're like thinking about affinity groups or um, uh, small cells uh, and other types of uh, approaches that ultimately uh, are, you know, I wouldn't want to call it horizontal, but more informal, but it's kind of, kind of like horizontal in a kind of way, but horizontalism or like saying horizontal sounds like horizontalism which implies like democratic and this approaches. might be a bad metaphor but when you mentioned cells earlier i usually when i hear that term i usually think of it in terms of like a body and the cellular structure of a body yeah that's what i think of too is that it, it like a cell is like part of a larger body so, you know, one cell might be doing one thing, another might be another. Like, you know, you got your white blood cells in your body that are attacking a problem, but you got red blood cells that are making that body work. Yeah. So, yeah, there's like to, lots of different ways you can really look at it. Uh, Nekivist uh, approach, uh, you're, we're talking, you know, you have your revolutionary group, and then you have your columns and stuff that support them. If you're thinking more like John Dillinger, uh, John Dillinger would be the revolutionary guy running around, robbing banks and stuff, but then he has his whole column section, the, his supporters, his sympathizers, they're going to house him up, going to uh, fund his uh, uh, escapades and stuff like that. Right. So I, I kind of like, uh, really, to a certain degree, I kind of like using John Dillinger as an example because... One, he didn't really go out of his way to uh, kill anybody. I, I think he might have still killed some people, but... Um, at the same time, that wasn't what it was about. And, uh, that's not what we're about, uh, because, you know, if we were all about that, we wouldn't be doing the show. <laughs> we would be doing that stuff instead. Yeah. And, uh, th that also brings up another point, uh, where one of the reasons why I'm not, like, trying to make a big deal about all that stuff is that when I have in the past made a big deal about it, it's largely attracted, um, people that are either um, informants or it's attracted people that are just simply a little wacky and uh, are not trustworthy on the sense that they are wacky. You remember um, Doc? Uh, yeah. Uh, we had this guy uh, about a decade ago that we tried to associate with and I never could make up my mind this guy was a police informant or just simply some wacky uh, cracker that wanted to uh, uh, do some escapades and uh, try to get me involved in it, but you know when it comes down to like, hey, we all need to do this thing, but you're going to be the guy who does this, and it's like, well, no, because like once it starts coming to the point where I'm getting defined by somebody else that I don't necessarily trust, that's when I trust them less, because I'm not going to go out of my way to do some crazy shit, and the next thing you know, Mister Not Doing Anything is going <clears> to. <throat> you know, either watch me from a distance and then take credit for it or knock me out or whatever. I mean, yeah, there was like, you know, the whole Anarchy Bridge thing that happened. Uh, I don't the, remember. The Cleveland? Yeah. 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 It was the Cleveland Four. It was, it was an informant that got, yeah. I think it was like four, I don't know how young, some were young, some of them I think were older. I don't I can't remember the age, but they, they, uh, they, 
talk to these folks to try to get them to blow up a bridge, and they thought there was like a a, a bomb, and, the, and then they all waited in a pizza place or something, right? And it never happened, and the guy was a cop or something like that. No, the guy was, was uh, yeah, he was an informant. He was like, uh, I think he was an ex-con that had been like basically pushed into being an infor informant. Right. Or right. He had like, uh, I believe he had drug charges against him at one point or another, and in order for him to bleed those charges off, he agreed to inform on these anarcho kids. And they, they had actually established a friendship from my reading uh, of it, if I remember correctly, where, like, these anarcho kids were going around, like, helping this dude fix his gutters and doing right. all sorts of things, trying to help him out and stuff like that. So they, they, they kind of sympathized with this guy, and they thought that he was cool, and they figured they'd go out of their way to, like, kind of lift him up. And next thing you know, he uh, turned him out. And... Uh, I believe all of those guys are either in prison or did their prison. Yeah, I didn't get a lot or... of. I didn't. I don't remember a lot of it, but there was something back in town where I actually met one of their girlfriends. Because um, I don't remember even entirely the context, but I was at a thing back in town. I do every so often, and um, somehow or another, I found out this one woman I was talking to is one of those guys' girlfriends. Yeah, I think I might have met a couple of the Anarchy Bridge guys. Uh, like back at one of the squat houses when squats were kind of popular in Columbus. Uh, we kind of just were sitting around in a cold-ass house. I remember it was cold, whatever it was, because there's no heat in the house. And, uh, like, you know, I'm, like, sitting there trying to, like, get all these kids to go with me to go vandalize some church or something like that, and nobody wanted to do it. And then when I went to go do it, I pussied out, and, uh, I ended up, uh, uh, seen the church, and then uh, I was like, oh, I didn't really see that church. I can't find it. Because <laughs> it's just like uh, one of those things you just don't want to... For me, the fun is in group activity. And I'm not trying to, like, you know, provoke somebody to do something that I want to do, but at the same time, if we're trying to have fun with uh, doing a little activity or something like that, it's kind of boring doing it by yourself at the same time. Yeah. So anyways, yeah, I didn't have a problem with backing out of it. And those kids, they seemed like they were straight. Like, they uh, they didn't have uh, any beef. They, they, were they all the same kids, or just a couple of them? I think, uh, I, I think there was, like, maybe two of them out of the group. I, I can't remember. I think there was, like, three or four of them was okay. the ones that got implicated. Oh. Were, they, were they all younger? Were they all in their 20s? Or were they... I believe they were in their 20s. Uh, if they were in their 20s, they could older. have been in their early 30s. Okay. But but I think they were in their 20s, if not, uh, like, early to mid-20s, I, I, I believe. I thought they were younger than me, and I think at the time this happened, I wasn't even in my... Well, no, I might have been just getting into my 30s. Okay. Because now that I think of the time period and stuff that happened in my own For some life. reason, I thought one of, the, one of the guys was older, but maybe not. He, he might have been. Like, uh, I, uh, I had a couple other... Like, besides the informant that got them caught, there was another informant that had come in and out of that particular squad house I'm thinking of, and they wanted me to go out and do an, um, a little urban walk and, uh, and stuff like that, and they were trying to get me to come out, uh, and people were telling me, yo, this guy, hurry, yeah, he wants to hang out and go do some blah, 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 and uh, next thing you know, like a few months later, it's like, oh, yeah, that guy turned out to be an informant. I was like, oh, wow, I'm glad I procrastinated on that one. Because <laughs> I thought you said that uh, 
possibly both of us, though. I don't remember this, or maybe you had met, like, because there was, like, some informant named Anna a while back. Oh, oh yeah, Anna. One, yeah. yeah, that, that was a little bit further back, but... Uh, yeah, no, that's, like, yeah, back I when met, we went uh, to, uh, like... The Black and Green Gathering, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then there was the one guy... God, what the hell was it? Was it, uh... Is that a crime thing gathering? He was in, like, a, a rappling workshop. We were actually... Um, no, we I, all that shit runs together, but we were at some some demo. I ended up in a van with him, and it was like I can't think of the guy's name now, but he was at a crime thing gathering. Um, was it, oh, was, was it was Brad something? It was like one day with Brad. I can't. I, anyway. Well, yeah, like uh, people have uh, come in and out of our circles, in other words, and we've had to uh, deal with uh, informants, so we're, we're aware. Uh, that it is a problem. Don't uh, trust anybody. Everybody you yeah, know could possibly be snitched. I mean, I mean, I mean. But, but it, it, it is uh, one of the reasons why the cell structure concept makes a lot of sense is that, you know, if your cell happens to be compromised, it doesn't mean that everybody's cell is going to be compromised. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you have an informant that somehow gets mixed in your uh, group, not everybody's going to go down over it. But also, um, another way is, uh, to, like, a concept of security culture is simply to kind of do things that uh, with people that you're familiar with enough to where you can trust them and not just simply any random person that seems like they're on the edge that you're riding and stuff at that time. Because, <clears throat> you know, next thing you know, they're uh, trying to get you to do some escapade and uh, you're like, oh, okay, I guess so, and then... Well, I also had a, a, a certain friend, um, like, a while back, and, you know, I definitely didn't think this guy was trying to pull shit, but he got himself into some trouble, who, um, was talking about a lot of, like, he was approaching me a lot and being like, man, we should, like, you know, you're always talking, you should, we should, like, burn some stuff, and then he wound up, he wound up burning something or something like that, and he did a little bit of time for it. Oh, you're talking about that, uh, newspaper... Uh, I believe we might be on the same page there. Yeah, I, you know, I don't like even know. It's like a newspaper stand or something like that downtown. Yeah, I don't even know what to call because this is still a guy that I'm friends with. Like, but, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, like, uh, uh, sometimes you'll have some people that might actually be down, but maybe they're not, uh, that will do something crazy. And then it's like, oh, okay, that guy got some cred, but, you know, that could be just simply the first path to uh, informant uh, behavior where they... Or like, okay, I did something crazy. And no, not to shade him anyway, and no insult to him, and, but I just and, thought he was being way too fucking brazen and just all over the place. Yeah, and, yeah. That's always a good sign not to trust somebody. Yeah. They just show up. Hey, we're yeah. Supposed to show this up. guy wasn't. I, I I met this guy. I don't remember how long I'd known this guy at this point, but like, he's definitely someone I still count as a friend. Like, I I've, I've talked to him like sense but he right. just he wound it wound up he was just going around being way too brazen about everything right. and he got himself into some trouble yeah you know. all right so i said that that covers uh cell structure informants uh so um i guess uh i we can go into some of our uh stuff that we've read in the recent uh, times uh, since the last time we met, anything you guys read that was interesting? Um, I've been mainly reading, like, I've read a number of things, but, like, 
mainly reading pessimist stuff, and I'm reading a, um, what is that Italian guy's name now? It's also pessimist stuff, but he was a... Aristocrat Ligotti or yeah, something? No, no, Ligotti I read a while back. Um, that was, I've, I've, well, I've read The Conspiracy Against the Human Race, but I've not read anything else. I'm not reading Ligotti's fiction. Um, the Party, or Leo Party, or however you pronounce his name, is like I'm reading a really long ass book by him now, but. Like, that was the guy whose dad was, like, an aristocrat or whatever, but he was a pessimistic, like, basically, at least quasi-primitivist thinker. Like, he's, like, pe people quote him a lot from time to time. Like, uh, I, I don't remember who posted the whole, like, misanthropes are found among people quote that I don't remember the whole quote offhand, but that's, like, one of his. Oh, okay. I, I think I know what you're talking about. I've seen yeah, that Camo, the party, or however you pronounce an Italian name. <laughs> yeah, often here in the dark green anarchy world, we can't pronounce shit. We're just like, we read it, but we don't have people that are telling just, us how it's pronounced. We so just speak guessing. English. <laughs> We're like, yeah. them are words that we can kind of maybe say. Let's just say yeah. them the way they kind of sound. It's your European language, yeah. Jade, but it's not. We, we, don't, we don't have an academic uh, background. <laughs> Uh, for me, um, I haven't really read too much. Uh, I, I've uh, I've been wanting to read more. Uh, I, I keep uh, trying to do stuff like that. I just actually was paging through uh, an uh, uh, edition of Attendant or whatever it's called. A T T Adentat. Yeah, that's what it is. Adentat. See, that's what I'm talking about right there. You know, <laughs> pronouncing shit. Some I, think I, I think I pronounced thing. it a similar way, but then I'd like heard it spoken. But it's kind of like when I, like I was, I go on this rant about how like I taught myself what the word dichotomy means. But when I first read that word, in, and I taught myself seeing it in context, but I pronounced it dictomy. Once <laughs> <laughs> again, that dictomy. <laughs> I mean, I know how it's pronounced. Yeah, I've never seen a tentad, but I know Aragorn says Atentat, so it's supposed to be Atentat. Yeah, that, that was, that was what I said. That's what it is. That was Aragorn. who I heard right. speak. He, he, he's he's <laughs> conversed with those people that know how to pronounce that shit, so, yeah, I'll, I'll agree with that, too. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, there, there, in the podcast world, there's uh, a good number of, uh, of things going on and stuff like that. Um, Aragorn stopped doing his anarchy bang and started doing his brilliant uh, podcast again. So keep your eye out on those things if you wanted to uh, listen to some cool stuff. Yeah, the next one, I think the next one, if I remember from listening to Anarchy Bang, the, the most recent one was on magic stuff. The next yeah. one's supposed to be on nihilism. All right. Yeah, that was going to be. I was going to say, the, uh, the, the I looked up the Kaczynski book. It's Anti-Tech Revolution, Why and How, and it came out in 2015. I should probably go back and read that, but um, I, I didn't much care for it again, but that's what it is. Yeah, you can uh, usually tell whether you have why and how at the time, yeah, why or the ABCs of, or... I got yeah. a prescription that you guys need to use. If you don't use that prescription, then you're going to fucking uh, have right. a disease that's problem. That's kind of what it was. I mean, it's of the genre. It's it's just like a more edgy version of the genre of fifty ways you can help save the planet or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah the other two, two books that I I got, I actually I got from AK Press, and I don't get too much from AK Press, but they had a really good uh, book on. It was the um, Italian individualist. It was the uh, 
Uh, what was that called now? Um, um the Italian individual, Renzo Novatore? Well, it was it was a collection no, no. of of Banano? Right? No, it was a collection of writings. It was um, I can't think of the name of the book now, but um, um, that and uh, uh, now I'm gonna butcher this name is uh. The book on uh, Galini, or the Galini. Uh, oh yeah, Galini. That's all. Galini, yeah, the, yeah. Galini. Yeah, there was the AK put a book on on Galini, and then um, the book on Italian individuals. But it's a it's a collection of of writings by Italian individuals, anarchists, surprisingly by AK Press. And, yeah, uh, it's it kind, kind of a yeah. And but, down with the law. That's what it was called. Down with law, or down. I should know. I have, but it's. Well, well, I guess AK Press has down. a book I want to read. Yeah, they have another book. <laughs> they they occasionally have, have a gem. They do. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I actually got. I I I was on their whatever their uh, uh, friends of AK Press, and I canceled it because they kept sending me stuff about safe spaces and, <laughs> and identity politics. Oh. So I just and then and then and then right in, right after I canceled it, there was like uh, the the Galini book and the individuals book, and they have another book. Which I haven't read, but it's it's like trial statements of anarchists. Uh, it's all a collection of I think older and newer, but I haven't I haven't got the idea. But that looked interesting. It, it wasn't safe spaces or identity politics or anything like that. But um, yeah, it was uh, down with the law. It was it was good. Or some title some library bookshed. Some library <laughs> bookshed, yeah, do library yeah. bookshed. Yeah. But those are both good. And then the uh, I did like the newer. Uh, updated version of uh, Four Wildness and Anarchy, Kevin Tucker's, and it, remi- it, it re- just made me think how much Kevin Tucker's changed, because it's, oh, that was like 20 years ago, and I actually agree with stuff he were writing, you know, anti-revolution stuff, and, and kind of stuff we're talking about, and now it's, it's like, it seems like, you know, he's he's more in bed with uh, lefty Antifa, I don't know. He's in a weird place. I yeah, I, I think it's kind of the reaction to the individualist, tend to the wild uh, yeah, conversation. Yeah, and, and, and the nihilist stuff, and so he wants Yeah, because that's the thing I never understood. Well, I understood it less out of Zerzan, who wrote a thing called the Nihilist Dictionary. That, that, yeah. But I, I thought, I mean, I, I, I like the Wildness Anarchy. I actually think we yeah. talked about reading it in our reading group. And it's got a good cover, and I got a shirt with a cover on it. And it's, But it seems like his his uh, his views in terms of, like, leftist stuff has changed quite a bit. Um, yeah, I mean, I could read a lot of stuff by anyway. I can yeah. find my uses for stupid leftist stuff as far as it goes. But yeah, but I, I mean, I like his, you know, from my drifting 20 years ago, his anti-revolution stuff. Um, and it seems like it's, you know, I still buy his stuff and buy his shirts, but it seems yeah. like he's, he's shifted. Yeah, but that's the thing that I don't like. Yeah, I never really entirely get because when I first started getting into like green anarchist type of stuff when I was in like my mid, I'm going to say my mid 20s, maybe a little bit earlier than that. Like most of the original people I met who were into primitivist or green anarchist or whatever stuff also identified as nihilists. And then like when I started hearing all this beef with like John Zerzan and Kevin Tucker about nihilism, I was kind of confused about like what? Yeah, like uh, about the nihilist dictionary. From what I can tell, 
Zerzan was kind of defining nihilism in the same way that any nihilist defined nihilism. We're talking like Dostoevsky or whatever, how you pronounce that bullshit. <clears throat> and like, he's like someone that a lot of nihilists might find interesting, but at the same time, he was an anti-nihilist. He was writing uh, to kind of... Uh, because I've had a number of people who seem either to be nihilists or sympathetic to nihilists recommend Doug's gifts and writings to me, especially notes from the underground. Right. Which, yeah. Is, yeah. And, and Which I still haven't read that's been recommended to me several times at least now. Yeah, and it seems like those things are interesting. I, I've read, I read like Turgenev. I never really read Dostoevsky. But I read Fathers and Sons. I've read yeah, that. Fathers and Sons. It's been a while, so I couldn't think of anything from it offhand. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but uh, yeah, if we're talking about authors in that era, I, I still kind of enjoyed uh, Stepniak and his whole entire uh, like. He, he basically went around kind of defining like nihilism in its uh, perspective. I can't remember the name of the book. Uh, the most popular one that he published in his era was called Underground Russia. Uh, and he also did a couple other ones that, like, basically when it transferred over to Europe uh, and influenced the development of the kind of insurrectionary anarchist position at that time, which we would call anarcho-communism in that Period, and I think I've read now that wouldn't be as accurate because most anarcho-communists would disavow that um, perspective. Yeah, I think I've read him by now, but I don't remember if I borrowed it from you or I actually found it at the library. But I remember that you were reading it. We were at a uh, Green Anarchist gathering years ago, and we were trying to read it. And people just were like, eh, and you're like, well, democracy is spoken. Yeah, I was trying to read his uh, definition of a terrorist, because he was trying yeah. to define terrorism as something that we'd be for. And we're talking like, in an era. Is this again the definition? This is Stepniak. Uh, Step uh, Stepniak is the person that assassinated the czarist uh, chief of uh, secret police and then he got away with it yeah, and escaped. Was that, was that the young kid? Was, it, I'm trying to that. was, that the, was he really young? Uh, maybe when he assassinated him okay. from the sound of it. Yeah, I think because I'm trying to think there was a really young person who turned out it was a nihilist. I think it was a really young person. I think that's who it was. Because uh, uh, Nekiev would be the youngest uh, if we're yeah, talking young. Yeah, I think there was somebody who was really young, like a teenager. Well, it. I'm getting all my assassins mixed up. Well, the, the Stemniak <laughs> probably isn't. Stemniak was a little bit older, um, okay, but he wasn't super old. But uh, by the time he started writing, he had already fought uh, in a couple wars. I, I believe he fought uh, in uh, war in Poland at some point or okay. another, and that influenced his perspective. So he saw like the Decemberists and stuff like that in, in action and saw them get executed. Right. And um, uh, uh, yeah, he did his assassination thing and he ran away to Italy and he helped um, uh, Malatesta uh, get arms, get weapons for his peasant insurrection in Italy. And that was probably his other claim to fame after uh, the assassination of the Tsar's uh, secret police uh, head. Um, so, uh, he was a pretty interesting guy, and then he fled to England after that and just became kind of like a normal socialist that'd hang out in social salons with Kropotkin, and they were pretty good buddies, and then at some point or another he got hit by a train, that's why I'm thinking that maybe Tsar's police pushed him in front of a train, yeah. and it kind of sounded like that, but at that point he had already 
uh, he never really was an anarchist, Stepniak. He was like a socialist in a very general sense of the term. And then uh, once uh, he fled to uh, England, he basically was just some old fogey, just talking about how socialism's awesome and how, how much better it is in Europe than in uh, Russia proper. Uh, and the context of what he was talking about is very different than the European context because, you know, in Europe you could scream from uh, the top of a building, screw the government, I'm a fucking anarchist, ah, and nothing would happen to you. But if you whisper how you don't really like the czar in like a huddled circle and someone overhears you, next thing you know the czar's secret police are kicking in your door. So that, that was kind of the context of difference uh, that he was defining from, and that's Probably why he took a softer view of uh, moving, instead of him moving into anarchism, uh, him moving into socialism instead, is that he was probably just happy to be out of that kind of context and just willing to see something happen. Uh, so I don't want to really talk for uh, some dead guy, but uh, at the same time, we can speculate. And uh, it seemed like he had an interesting take, but the, the interesting take that I, I was going with is that he had. Uh, uh, defined in this book uh, the propagandist and the uh, terrorist and the terrorist and terrorism in general and how he defines it uh, made a lot of sense it's where you see or have imposed upon you all these horrors and then you decide that action needs to be taken to make the position of the state no longer tenable and how they're repressing people like, if they're repressing people, it's like, well, we're going to make them stop repressing people, and we'll do it by any means necessary. And ultimately, it led to the assassination of the Tsar, but, uh, and, you know, if you keep repressing people, eventually, you know, something might happen, but historically speaking, uh, that wasn't usually the case for people from below. Usually, some political asshole would come along and off somebody beforehand. If we're talking, like, French Revolution, it wasn't... Uh, like, you know, some nihilist that took out uh, uh, King Louis. It was instead of uh, the uh, various committees that decided that uh, Mr. Louis had to go. Some bourgeoisie fuck. Give him <laughs> <on>. <laughs> yeah. uh, but, you know, like, at the same time, yeah, like, uh, from below, people want to see changes happen. Um, so, yeah, uh, I, I guess that right there is a good uh, little show that we got going there. Um uh, so keep your eye out uh, for uh, May, what was it, 11th, uh, the uh, Green Scare Anarchist Book Fair. Um, we are having a good time here in Bowling Green. We want to just get back into just socializing and hanging out or whatever. I figured I'd uh, talk to you all a bit and uh, let you know what's going on and uh, let you hear some of our bullshit. All right, y'all. I'll talk to you later.